0: Welcome to the podcast and the church said. My name is Dr. Monique Smith Gatson, a Christ follower, a licensed professional counselor specializing in the integration of the Christian faith in counseling and in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We help the many members of the body, as well as the body as a whole, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Hello everyone. I'm so glad to have you join us for the conversation on today. I would like to take time to thank everyone for listening to this podcast and to those who have subscribed and shared, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of your support and your encouragement. So please continue to support the work here I do pray that it has been a blessing in your lives. And as I always say, more importantly, I pray it is found to be pleasing unto God. So thank you all for joining us on today. Um, if you are interested, please head over to our website and sign up for our bulletin. You can go to moniquesmithgatson.com and that link will be available in the show notes. Also, if you are moved to bless our work with a love offering and you want to donate financially, we have a cash app and we have a PayPal account and you can send those love offerings to in the church said. So thank you so much. We do ask that you continue to pray for us and our outreach as we continue to move as God so leads us. Well, y'all, it is December the 31st, 2020. Yeah, what a year it has been. Back in March, I launched the podcast out of obedience to the leading of the spirit. And I had a totally different agenda planned for recordings for the podcast. But as we know, a pandemic hit. And that altered life as we have known it, I argue, forever. So um, it's been a year. It has been a year. I'm just grateful to God that I am recording this podcast for this very last day of this year, of this decade. Um, because it has been a challenging year. And there have been times I've even wondered, am I supposed to continue with this? Why was I doing it in the first place? Maybe it was just to see if I would be obedient and I could stop. <laughs> you know, all of those thoughts have been um, swirling in my mind. But nevertheless, it's December the 31st, 2020. And in so many ways, um, we probably have wondered if we would even make it to this point of this year. We have been challenged on every hand and at every turn and in every area of our lives. We have been challenged. And if the Lord so wills that later tonight, we will see another year, another decade will come to be. And I know there have been so many who are ready to see this year come to an end. And I truly get it, I do. I've personally been rubbing my hand across the walls, searching for that switch, you know, that would either stop things or reset things or even eradicate other things. I have yet to find that switch. So here we are. And I'm grateful for what can feel like a new start in some ways, a new beginning a clean slate. For some, this is a tangible point of redeeming some sense of hope. And I'm all for that. I am. Also, I know we tend to look at a new year as an opportunity to leave old and unwanted things and people even in the the old year. You know, this is the time that we set forth resolutions, and we look ahead with these bright eyes and bushy tails and with much excitement and anticipation. We say to ourselves, this, this will be my year. (laughs) And we embrace mantras of positivity and faith and abundance, greater and bigger And every year we close out a year vowing to leave things behind as we press forward to reach things that are before us. And we read that verse that is found in Philippians 3.13. Brothers and sisters, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before We use that particular verse to support that notion. Now I do believe this is a necessary part of living. We do have to leave some things behind. But lean in and let me share with you where I think we need to give a little bit more focus to this whole concept. There are two little words in that scripture that we tend to, I say, overlook. And those two words in that particular scripture or that particular verse in Philippians 3, 13, the two words are those things. See, I believe that this is another one of those verses that we read and we have read numerous times so much so that it can be so easy to just kind of say it and not really slow down and pause and give thoughts and consideration to each and every word. So why are those two words, those things so important in my estimate? Well, I argue that it is because we need to remember what those things are that we are trying to forget. So many of us take the unwanted parts of our life and we just hurl them out of the back door, or we throw them in the landfill, or maybe throw them over a cliff if we can get them there. I don't know, because my imagination can run wild when I think about where I've wanted to discard the unwanted parts of my life. You know, those things. It's kind of like taking the tablecloth off of a table with all of the pretty china and the crystal and the utensils and the food. And if someone happens to have taken off a ring or a watch or placed a phone on the table, you know, it's, it's taking that tablecloth and lumping all of those things together and just throwing it out. And if someone comes and says, Hey, was my phone on that table? Is it, did you throw away my ring, my watch? Um, whatever the case may be, did you throw it out? And the question may be, I I don't know. (laughs) Well, why don't you know? Did you not take inventory of what you threw out? You just threw out all of those things? What what were those things? Did you even know what you tossed out? What were those things? Would, would you not be thinking that? Yeah. And then another thought comes to mind. Were those things properly discarded? let's put a pin there. But yes, when it comes to forgetting, we need to remember what it is we need to forget. If we will truly press or strain forward, we have to name those things that need to be forgotten. And we also need to make sure that we understand for some of those things there is a process to forgetting. See, there are things we can put in trash bags and we can toss out in the garbage can that the waste management workers will come and take away when we put it at the at the side of the curb. And then there are other items that have to be tossed that requires a little bit more effort, like. Have you ever had to throw away appliances or junk cars or even some medicines? You know, you have to take them to the pharmacy to find out how to properly discard those things. Some things that need to be recycled may take a little bit more effort because you may have to take those things to a recycling center. You may have to sort those things if the recycling center comes to you. It may take a little bit more effort And there's more involved in the process of discarding those things. So this is a very hard process for many of us to engage in because we prefer to lump it all as those things. Because it removes us from the very hard work of acknowledging and naming and handling and dealing with, and assessing each, hear me, each of those things. So why is it necessary? Why not just forget it and look ahead with this fresh start? Why can't we just reach forth? Why can't we just move on? Why can't we move beyond? Why can't we just forget it? Because if we don't actively remember what needs to be forgotten, we will not know if something is really done with, dealt with, or accomplished. According to Rick Renner, the word forget in the, in the Greek, in that particular verse, means that something is done with, it is accomplished, or it is no longer an issue. Like, how profound is that? So what we think we are doing is really a form of just cutting off, we're just disengaging, we're dissociating. It's a defense mechanism that we usually employ that we think, um, that we use rather to ward off anxieties. And these defense mechanisms might be temporary ways to deal, but they are obstacles to our long-term growth and healing. They actually delay us. So when I trained lay leaders of support groups, and these groups were designed with the 12-step method in mind, I told them that when we got to the step where people were going to have to take an inventory and take this look at themselves um, and start taking... um, making that list or taking that inventory of those things um, that were hurtful or traumatic or unpleasant, devastating and depressing and frustrating and angering all of those things, all of those things, when they have to start making that inventory, I said, this is the time where you see more participants drop out of the group. I told them to be prepared. There are going to be a lot of people who may not come back because that is a hard work to do. It's a hard work when you have to start making that inventory to figure out those things that were done unto you or to even face and confront those things that you have done against another person, whether it was stealing or raping or neglecting or pimping or using or killing or abusing a person. Um, Whatever the sin was that was perpetrated against a person, that is a day and a time of reckoning. Taking inventory. So that was the time where we saw many people drop out of the group. Because it is so overwhelming and it is so difficult to come face-to-face with one's self, but it is so necessary in order for us to heal, in order for us to accomplish a thing, say like forgiveness or healing or reckoning with those vices. We have to come face-to-face with one's self. And that way, when we finally leave behind those things, we can fulfill the scripture. That word behind is translated in the Greek as old, outdated, antiquated, and no longer applicable. Now, how about that? Isn't that powerful? Because isn't that what we want? Don't we want to be done with things? Don't we want to say that this is no longer applicable to my life? Don't we want to say that this is outdated, that I am beyond that? Like when I talk about discarding things, like if we take clothes that we are saying are outdated out of our closet, right? We take them out. We say these things no longer fit. These things are no longer in style or trendy or whatever the case may be. It's outdated. It's antiquated. We no longer need these things. We're leaving these behind. So this is what we want. We want to be done. We want to say that things are no longer applicable, like that addiction, like the effects of that trauma from when I was younger or young adult or even later in life. Don't we want to say that these things are no longer applicable like those hurts and those heartaches and the unnamed losses, the grieving, the unhealthy relationships, the people-pleasing, the over-functioning, the having to think more highly of ourselves, or even the low self-esteem? Don't we want to say that this is no longer applicable The regrets, the victimization mentality, don't we want to say that this is no longer applicable? Now, wouldn't you rather be done with it than just ignore it? Wouldn't you rather stop the bleed than just slap a bandage over it and bleed through that? See, that's the difference between remembering to forget those things, yes, one by one, than just trying to forget those things lumped together. Now, this isn't to suggest that we don't ever think of those things again. It just means as we eradicate the effects and the needs of those things. It's a process. It's not like we will ever, we won't ever think about it, not to even say that we won't ever feel it, but it is no longer gripping, controlling our lives. So I ask you to consider tonight, Then maybe you ask God to show you those things in your life that need to be remembered in order to forget. I ask that you consider writing a list of those things, some that might be easy or petty or doesn't even really take much effort to remember, to forget those things, you can go ahead and maybe declare those things as forgotten as you remember. The others resolve to take steps in the upcoming year, whether it's a support group or an educational group, or whether you commit to therapy or some other way, but to begin that process of remembering in order to forget. That way you can truly leave behind, truly leave behind. You can truly declare a thing no longer having relevance in your life. It is no longer applicable. So as this day marches on, and as the hours become fewer and fewer until the start of a new day, a new year, a new decade, I again urge you to start remembering those things one by one in order to forget and to leave those things behind in order that you may reach forth for the things that are before. Because here's the deal. We pray for better days than the collective sentiment of 2020. However, just as we did not know what 2020 would bring, we really do not know what 2021 has to offer either. We realize we're not in control, right? However, if we forget those things, That process will free up capacity within us, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. That will have us better poised to reach and to deal with and to conquer the things that are before. I pray you sense the very grace of God as you witness the dawning of a new year. May you exercise being strong and being courageous. For the Lord God is with us as we grow, as we become strong, as we are filled with wisdom, as we find favor with God and with man, and when we recognize that the grace of God is upon us. pray that the grace of God eases you into a new year, into a new day, into a new decade. I pray that you have the courage to remember so that you can forget those things, declaring that they are truly behind us so that we may reach forth for what is before us. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call, asking you to consider remembering Those things to forget as you prepare to reach for the things that are before. What will be your response in the church?